This is a Spoonyville podcast, chronically candid conversations, and I'm your host, Morgan Green. Hey guys, so today we have a special guest. I have with me friend of the show, friend of all Spoonies, friend of all things nutrition, Whitney Shook. Um, She's going to talk a little bit about herself, but I um, was introduced to Whitney just via Instagram because we have an amazing community and um, she's been like, I've learned so much from Whitney just in just like AIP and nutrition. I don't know how many of you guys are familiar with AIP, but she will dig into it um, and just everything else. I don't want to steal any of her shine. So Whitney, thank you so much for joining me today. I know it's been a a long time coming. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having me. Awesome. So um, I guess we'll get right into it. So how did you actually begin like your um, your transition into the nutrition industry? Yeah, so I I started my my journey into nutrition. I my I started my business back in in 2018 after going to the nutritional therapy um institute, MTI, Nutritional Therapy Association. <laughs> like what is it? Um the Nutritional Therapy Association um where, you know, they take a really holistic approach to food and eating. And I personally had gone through my own health issues before, before starting my business, which kind of, kind of sent me go, to go back to school and all of those things, um, and learn, learn more about nutrition. That's cool. So before I guess your own health issues and everything, did you, were you like someone who was super healthy or were you someone who was just like, give me that burger and fries, please? Yeah. Well, so in, this is going back a little far, but like when I was 18, I took a, um, a class on ethics and one of the topics that we discussed was vegetarian and veganism. We were supposed to do some research on it. And this was like, you know, the, the, <laughs> the professor was definitely, definitely definitely had an agenda, but I went home and I got down this rabbit hole of PETA videos and like all of the animal cruelty that exists in the world. So immediately, like next day I became a vegetarian, was a vegetarian for seven years and then became a vegan for the three years following that. And I was not a healthy vegetarian or vegan. I think we hear vegan or vegetarian. And the first thing that we think is like, Ooh, they're healthy. You know, it's kind of the same thing. Like if someone's gluten-free, you're like, Oh, they're, they're on a health food diet. And that's not necessarily the case. Like you can still eat poorly within a vegan and vegetarian and gluten-free diet. And I was one of those people. Like I was very, I, you know, I basically just ate tofu and like starchy vegetables and rice and grains and all that stuff all the time. And like, there's certainly a place for that, you know, in people's diets. But, um, what I learned through doing an elimination diet is that my body does not respond well to soy. It doesn't respond well to grains. Right. So all the things that I was constantly eating were making me sick. And I also, you know, growing up, 
was obsessed with soda and not just any soda, but diet Coke. And so, you know, I would drink like four big gulps of diet Coke a day, which was certainly not great on my liver. So I would say, no, I was not healthy before I started (laughs) down this path, which is part of the reason why, you know, I personally, I think my body was crying out for help in the form of alopecia and, and thyroid issues. Wow. Yes. People do think, you know, vegetarian, vegan, healthy. I personally have made it a point to not watch any of those PETA videos because (laughs) I already have a limited diet and I just don't want to ruin the few things that I enjoy eating um, because I just feel like that would do something to me. Like, I don't, I'm not an animal lover per se, but I'm not an animal hater. You get what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) I stay in my lane, so I don't want to do harm, but we're not best friends or anything, you know? Totally. Yes, absolutely. And I think it's also like a lot to take on for somebody who doesn't have that many spoons. Right. So it's like, you don't want to go down the rabbit hole of animal cruelty when you're like, have days that you can barely make it through. Like that's a lot of emotional weight to take on. So I think that's a smart approach. Yeah. Um, you kind of touched on it a little bit in just saying like, even though you were eating what most will consider a lifestyle that was healthy, um, you noticed that the things that you were eating were basically fueling your symptoms. So can you talk a little bit about just like the correlation between food and chronic illness or things that you have found (laughs) in your journey? Yeah. So, you know, um, not surprisingly, I guess now that I know what I know, but it was surprising to me then I'll say, um, what we put into our body every single day and what we put on our body every single day impacts the way that our bodies function. Right. So, um, the, the food that we eat can either fuel disease or it can, can fight it and prevent it. And for, for me, I, you know, it was, it was hard to change, change my diet after being you know, meat free for a decade, but the symptoms were, were really hard, hard, hard emotionally to deal with. And, and I got to a point where I was like, well, I can either, you know, be in bed all day, all the time, or I can start trying to change my diet and eat and see if maybe this lets me show up in the world in the way that I can make my impact and, 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 and make my impact that way. This may not necessarily like animal rights, right? But, um, but yeah, so food, food really matters, right? It, it, it impacts our cells. It impacts the way that our cells communicate. It, it impacts our, our organs and our body's ability to care for ourselves. And it turns out that really processed food, really high sugar diets, you know, those unfortunately don't fuel us in the way that we want. And unfortunately, because like, I would love to just crush Chips Ahoy cookies every day because they're delicious, right? Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, like I would, I would love to do that, but unfortunately, you know, it, it just, for those of us who are chronically ill, it causes a lot of inflammation. And we know that the root of all disease is inflammation, chronic chronically in your body. So like now that I've gotten to a place of center and my clients have gotten to a place of center, right? So, you know, you start to feel better, then you can kind of slowly like play around with adding some of those foods in every once in a while, right? Where it's like, 
you maybe feel more empowered around food because you know what makes you sick and you know what food makes you feel good. And then you can kind of test those things out and say like, okay, well, I know I'm going to feel like crap this weekend because I want to get down on some pizza. And if you have, and then you have that pizza and like, then you're actually down the next day, right? Because you don't feel good. <laughs> um, but maybe for you, it was worth it, right? So it, it really, um, food can be so empowering and it can be such a wonderful healing tool for us to use so that we can support ourselves in, in feeling better the way that, that we can. Right. But so many of us live every single day, feeling fatigued, feeling brain foggy, feeling achy, you know, like, and not understanding what's causing that. And food can be such a great place to start and understanding why. Yeah, I can relate. Um, I, I will say that I, felt like I was healthy-ish eating <laughs> because I was like, I was, you know, like pretty much I was in the gym. I was trying to get gains. I was trying to do things. So I was eating a pretty clean diet um, with the exception of like weekends and things when I got sick or first started showing symptoms. So even that, like the correlation between food and and illness wasn't the first place my mind went, but then, you know, you're doing research and you're hearing about like gut health and Mm -hmm. those different things and how, you know, what is it? 70% of your uh, immune system is in your gut or something like that. Like some large number that you wouldn't even think about. Um, And so I know a lot of people, some of the funny statements we get when, you know, you tell someone you have a chronic illness is, oh, have you tried yoga or have you tried a <laughs> vegan or, you know, they say, have you changed your diet? So how did you land on AIP as the diet for you versus like keto or just regular paleo? Or, I mean, you tried the, you were vegetarian, vegan before, but instead of just saying, okay, I'm going to be a clean vegetarian vegan versus doing AFB. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's such a great question. Um, but first I do want to touch on like, yeah, so many of us, when we get sick, like we do think we're doing the right things, right? Like going to the gym and, and, and eating in a way that we think supports our bodies, because unfortunately the information that we've been given for decades is inaccurate, right? Like if you're overweight, go to the gym and push yourself and then stop eating as much. Like you're, you're consuming too many calories, blah, blah, blah. Right. And like, well, if you have a thyroid problem or you have adrenal fatigue, two things that make you gain weight. Right. And then you're going to the gym and you're working out really hard and you're not nourishing your body, then you're just making things worse. Right. Yeah. So I just have a, a like so much compassion for people who you know, similar to your story, right. Where you, you do, you feel like you're doing all the right things and you're trying so hard and it just doesn't work. It's just not, it's not working. And so like, that's where this comes in. Right. And so the reason why I decided on AIP is because I was freaking desperate and I was just Googling like how to heal autoimmune disease holistically, because every doctor I went to was like, you're a dummy. There's nothing wrong with you. Your labs are fine. Your, your hair is just falling out because you're stressed. Go to therapy. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I live in Colorado where holistic, like things are a little more holistic here. Like when I moved out here and I was drinking diet Coke all the time, I felt kind of embarrassed because everybody here is (laughs) like more healthy. Um, so I, so anyway, I I was, you know, I, you know, you turned it, so many of us turned to Dr. Google when our doctors aren't doing their jobs. So Dr. Google said, 
hey, try this autoimmune paleo diet. It's worked for other people. Maybe it'll work for you. And I couldn't really find anything that said that it had worked specifically for um, alopecia, which was my only diagnosis at the time. Although I was dealing with really intense, you know, symptoms, you know, related to hormone imbalance and thyroid and all these other things. But, um, I, I kind of was like, well, if it works for other autoimmune diseases and the root cause of these autoimmune diseases is all the same, then maybe this will work for me. So I dove headfirst into autoimmune paleo. I didn't even think about paleo. Like I just like clean eating anything. I was just like, no, this is the way this is the way. And so I did it and saw tremendous success and my hair I was dealing with alopecia areata, which is one of my autoimmune diseases. So I had patches about the size of like a quarter or silver dollar on my head. Um, you know, within a couple months, those started to get little fuzzies in them, which was such a relief. You know, I, I had gained tons of weight because of inflammation and that weight started going down. Um, and, and it was just, it was incredible. It was like night and day, the symptoms had, had gone away. So um, it, it was a really impactful diet. And to this day, it's still an impactful diet for so many of my clients who are struggling with autoimmune disease. I can uh, concur with that. <laughs> I've shared with you guys before, I tried AIP the first time, I think like a couple of years ago. Um, and, you know, of course it is like uh, very, very shocking. If you're not prepared for it, you'll be like, oh my gosh, because it's very, very limiting, but it's not something that you're like, I know there are people who stay on it, the full protocol, rooted to Tuta, for years and that's fine for them, but I don't necessarily think that that was necessary for me. Um, and so I like the idea that I was, you know, able to have reintroductions uh, and kind of see, identify what the problem was. I think that's the thing is like, you just have to figure out what the problem is. And that gives you the opportunity to do that by, you know, basically taking away everything and then slowly reintroducing them. So um, I can agree relate to feeling like so desperate like I don't know what it is I just know like the medicine's not doing it let's try something else and just being so desperate like something needs to change and I have literally nothing to lose at this point other than the time that it's going to take me to <laughs> prepare this food from scratch <laughs> so yeah. um, is like that that what month to six weeks of like doing like the initial phase was very very intense but also very rewarding because it's like oh my gosh I did it um mm -hmm. which is exciting so um now we can pivot because Whitney has an amazing program herself called Mindful AIP I had the honor to be a part of it and um what I love most about your approach is the segment when you were talking about like run sprint walk like that is kind of like a game changer because with a lot of the things in just chronic illness um we have like this all or nothing mentality you know or even just diet culture in general it's all or nothing and so having that um that grace that compassion you know in the process and realizing that it's not all or nothing I feel like it's so liberating um so I just want to give the floor to you to kind of talk a little bit more about that, how you even came up with it. Like, how did you decide, like, you know how everyone makes their program? There's something different about everyone's program. So how did you decide, like, I want to incorporate that element into my program? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so glad that you, that you liked that, that part of the program. And I, I really do think it's part of what makes mindful AIP so unique. Um, I think, you know, what brought me to that, to that sort of framework was that, I mean, like you said, historically diets and with autoimmune people just want to push you all the way to the very extremes. And that's what I did. Right. And yes, it, it did help my body heal a lot, but I was also in a state of flight, fight or flight. I was arguing with my partner because he would like cook my food on too high of a heat using an oil that doesn't, that has a, a low smoke point. So, which is, you know, inflammatory. Um, and, and, you know, so he would be trying to support me and I would be like freaking out because he's not supporting me in all the right ways. Right. And, and what I found was my mental health really suffered because the people who teach autoimmune paleo historically have been very black and white about it. Right. Like, you know, they've said like, if you slip up, then you technically need to start over. Right. And, and so, and they do this, you know, it's the same thing with whole 30, like, Oh, if you get 15 days in and you have a starburst, like then you have to start all over. It's a freaking starburst. Like that's, but that looming, like that just causes eating disorders, right? It's, it's, it causes eating disorders. It causes disordered thought patterns. It causes a cycle of shame because you're not AIPing hard enough, or you're not doing enough to, to care for yourself. Meanwhile, like all of these things around you are falling apart and health is multifaceted, right? Like we, we need our relationships. We need our body. We need our mind. We need all of these things to, we need to nurture all of them in order to experience the healing that we both need and deserve. And so when I wasn't seeing a lot of that within the autoimmune healing community, I decided, Hey, maybe there's a place for this. Um, I, I have been, um, you know, it's funny. I was actually talking to my therapist about it where I'm like, I really want it to be like this approach where people, I teach people how to care for their mind and body and spirit. And she was like, yeah, it's like, you know, just supporting people and understanding mindfulness and self-compassion. And I was like, what? Yes. Ding, 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 ding. That's it. And so using sort of that lens, I look, I I use that lens to look at how do we heal the body? Um, and, and I believe in the mind, body, spirit approach. And so the runs, the, the walk run sprint is part of that, right? So you don't have to just I want to meet people where they're at. And that's what mindful AIP does, right? Not everybody's ready to like remove everything that they love because perhaps they're in a place mentally that that's not supportive of their healing. So they can start walking and like maybe after they're walking a little bit, they'll be like, Hey, I'm ready to run. (laughs) And then they can, (laughs) and then they can start sprinting. Right. And just like shed those kind of layers and, and not have to experience the shame that so many of us have felt before. I think that's it. Like, you know, feeling like you failed when you do, you know, eat the starburst or whatever the case is. And, um, I really love the community aspect, like the community. And it's even like, it's not just you providing the community, like the other uh, members are putting in recipes and asking questions and supporting each other. And it's just like so cool to just see, you know, everyone celebrate their wins and the changes and seeing results. So I definitely feel like you hit the target on the head. (laughs) And I, I feel like there should be more, there should be more self-compassion in the, just diet industry or in the chronic illness community because we definitely need it. We got to stop being so hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing you did touch on when you were talking about people who may not be ready to um, 
do the run or the sprinting is like they're just not in a place emotionally. Um, I know that I have sometimes struggled um, with emotional eating, like when, you know, I'm having a bad day or when I'm having a flare up and you just want that thing that makes you feel good. Um, even if it's just for five minutes, like, please mm-hmm. just let me enjoy this Snickers, you know? Um, <laughs> so have you had any like experience like that and how to kind of tie that into like, I guess, making better choices um, when you are trying to also heal your body, but also respecting you being in like a vulnerable point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when we're feeling sad, we need a, we, we need, we may, don't necessarily need it, but we want a dopamine hit, right? We want that feel good. Um, and, and a lot of the clients that I work with have a history of disordered eating. And so, that's why I think the foundational part is really focusing on your mindset. And that's why that's the first module in mindful AIP is like, no, 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 let's get grounded. Let's recognize the messy mounts mindset that we can have around food and how to recognize it. And then let's get super freaking clear on how we talk to ourselves when we're in this, these states of, of desperation, right? Because the way the what we communicate to ourselves on a daily basis, ourselves hear every single thing that we say and they respond accordingly, right? This is energy. Our bodies are energetic beings. And so if we're sending them this negative energy constantly, like, wow, you really messed up there. You could be doing so much better or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Then like, it's going to be more of a challenge to heal. And that's not to place the blame on you if you struggle with mindset work, but it's to say, Hey, let's bring a, let's bring gentle awareness to what's going on and inside of your brain. And remember that that needs, you know, care and compassion and nutrients in the same ways that, that, that your body does. And it was so interesting. I've, I, so I, I became after kind of recognizing this is re- very important, I decided to get certified in neurolinguistic programming, which helps rewire your brain, right? Because we <laughs> all have these stories, these limiting beliefs, these things that we say to ourselves all the time that aren't our fault. They are coping mechanisms that we developed when we were children because it, they helped us make sense of the world and the way that people interacted with us, right? Um, but those things are, are very much impacting us still today. And so I was working with a client the other day. And I mean, we're on a a 90 minute call and we're getting towards the end of the call. And she's like, something came up and, and, and her story was, I deserve to struggle. Wow. And I was like, whoa, Hey, and, and here's the thing. She's not alone in that belief or these, these really heavy underlying beliefs. And if you don't have a practitioner who's both skilled in nutrition and mindset work, then they may just not pick up on that, that belief there, right? Not, not be able to tease that out and not to like toot my own horn, but just to say, we need more practitioners who are looking at this from a multifaceted approach. And then what we were able to do is we were able to work with her timeline of when that limiting belief developed, go back, learn from it, learn some things that she can start saying to herself when things that stem from that come up. Mm-hmm. And like the, the relief that she felt was incredible. And now with that foundation, right. That, that, that foundation that, you know, she feels a little bit more safe or free from that belief, then she can move into the other things, right. Where it's like, Oh, maybe changing my diet will be a little bit easier. If I don't believe that I constantly deserve to struggle. Right. Right. 
So it's some powerful stuff. And it all is like part of that mindful AIP was sort of the stepping point for me trying to learn all of these things so that I can help our community heal in a deeper and more expansive way. Right. That's like amazing. (laughs) Um, So before I let you go, um, I want to know, like, do you have any tips or what's your number one tip for someone who might be struggling to find that their nutritional balance um, for themselves as they deal with their chronic illness? Yeah, I think it's to trust your intuition, right? You know, if you're struggling to make dietary changes, then you need to just try and ask yourself the right questions. Like, why does this feel hard for me right now? You know, and then whatever answer comes up, kind of say like, just, just keep kind of understanding why. And if your mind starts going to this place where I'm not good enough, I can't do anything right. Then become aware of those thoughts, become aware of the things that you're telling yourself on a regular basis. And when we change that narrative and we say like, Oh, maybe, maybe I can make, maybe I can make changes, right. Then maybe tomorrow, you know, you eat a salad, you know, with protein and fat on it and just lots of colors. Right. And that's your one thing that you do because you're changing your narrative. You're shifting your narrative. Like, oh, I am capable of eating well. And when we start with a salad, right, then maybe the next day we can say, oh, maybe for breakfast, you know, instead of eating Pop-Tarts, I'm going to have, you know, some eggs and bacon and greens or, you know, I think it just kind of the the gentler that we are with ourselves, the kinder that we are to ourselves, the easier it is to implement changes. And I would also say like the belief, right? You need to work with the belief and the, like the vision, holding your vision that you are capable of healing. And so I know more of that's in the mindset stuff than it is in the necessary, like the nutrition stuff, but really, truly, I'm starting to believe that that that's the foundation of all healing. Yeah. I, I can agree on that. I definitely push mindset a lot just because it really does. Like, that's one thing we have control over when we're in these bodies that we seemingly can't control. And one of the things that I tried to reconcile was that if I'm struggling, there's opportunity. There's opportunity to explore something new or to change. And that kind of you know, shifts it from being like this burden or this task that you have to do. I have to eat this way too. I get to try this new recipe. I get to see if I can heal in this new manner when the doctors are telling me there's nothing wrong with me. Like there's so much opportunity and opportunity is empowering. So Mm -hmm. um, that's what we're going to leave you guys with. I will link um, in the description box. I'll put Winnie's contact information, as well as a link for them to sign up for AIP or get more information. When is your next cohort? And maybe they put some pressure on them. <laughs> <laughs> so before we tell, I tell that, I just want to say that your effort, daily affirmation cards are amazing and they have been so helpful for me. You know, last, last summer I was kind of going through a flare postpartum and those daily affirmation cards that are specifically created for people who have chronic illness, like I would draw a card every day and it would just kind of help shift or bring me some aware, bring some awareness to what I was experiencing, what I was thinking. It set the tone for the day. So um, I do just want to give a shout out to those and say, thank you so much for sending me them because they are awesome. Yeah. Sometimes you just, let me pull a card. I'm feeling really funky right now. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I'm so glad. Like that's really what I I created them for because I had, have had those moments. Each one I, I wrote, 
it was because I needed to hear that in that moment. So mm-hmm. I know that other people could possibly relate to the same thing. Um, yeah. Thank Absolutely. You. Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, and then as for Mindful AIP, so it's actually open enrollment now. Um, so you can join anytime. And um, to anyone who's listening, feel free to reach out to me at rooted.in.healing. If you have a question or you want to know more about the program or you just want to connect and I have some free resources on nutrition on my website as well. Yes. Check her out. Um, definitely follow her. She even, yes, free, re- free resources on the website free content that's relatable um (laughs) so you'll definitely find you know a friend and always just a um, reminder to be compassionate in your nutrition and your meal plans if this is something that maybe you're not ready today but maybe next month you know (laughs) thank you so much Whitney yeah thank you bye bye bye